Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot with Dr. Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, a.k.a. Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to... You are listening to... Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken. Hello, welcome to Broken the Glorious on BBG Wrestling. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by Nick Davey, Pablo and Lance Rivera. Alright, so this weekend it's the horror show at Extreme Rules at the Performance Centre in Orlando. So uh, the stipu- secret stipulation for the WWE title match has apparently been leaked on Facebook. Do you guys want to know what it is? Oh, uh, a quote, I, I found out what it is. On. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite it's, it's quite it's quite interesting if you think about it because he, he's picked a, a stipulation that shouldn't be at an Extreme Rules pay per view. It has its own pay per view. He's picked a TLC match going to this ad on Facebook, which makes me think: Are they doing TLC later in the year? TLC definitely needs a crowd. Yeah, that was my first I, I thought think it was. Are they are they binning it off? I think they may bin it off if like um, it depends really on what where they are. Like they may want to. Um, yeah, it really depends, I guess, on what. Um, on what the deal is with the live crowds. They may want to like reschedule, they may want to rejig it around and do like a major show on like the mm. first when the fans can come back, sort of thing. So they, um, yeah. To be honest, no, mid November. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad though that if they are going to scrap it, because I'm, I'm never a fan of gimmick match pay per views, because like it used to be a real sort of like, you know, you wanted to basically kill someone in the Hell in a Cell match and you threw it out as a challenge. It wasn't just like, oh, you knew it was going to come around once a year. Um, yeah, so I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, early Triple H or Undertaker had on Hell in a Cell matches outside of Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Seems to be. <laughs> I always no, uh, I, I remember um, Edge challenge when Cena wanted to wrestle one last chance against Edge and he was like, right, that's fine. I pick all the stipulations. And he was like, yeah. So he was like, Unforgiven in Canada. <laughs> the TLC match, and I was like, "Oh, wow, okay, yeah." Is that? It, and it now just, just like it was TLC. I've <laughs> seen Hell in the Cell matches and TLC matches in front of just dead crowds, like you know, just who weren't into it because there has to be a feud. Like you have to really want someone to win or lose, especially yeah, it needs, needs you know. to be a, a, the end of a feud, especially Hell in yeah. the Cell. Needs yeah, to be yeah, a fan match because so, nothing, nothing else contain these two people so just need to throw them in a cell and beat the crap out of each other <laughs> and it should be no disqualification as well yes <laughs> I'm still not over that oh uh, yeah no if something killed the hell in the cell match it don't, don't, have a, don't have a red cell with a red light on it just hurts your eyes um, <laughs> hates the crowd I'm, have um, you I'm seen just going to say now I hope uh, I hope TLC I hope this TLC match is, um, is no DQ to be honest I'm assuming it will. You Check assume a lot. We'd, we'd assume a lot of things. Do you think it'll be another cinematic match? Or... Oh, God, I hope not. There is a potential for three. Cause... Should we just I go through the predictions be, uh... and then we'll say which ones we think we're going to Because I think this one could be a cinematic match. A bar fight between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Oh, definitely, I reckon. Definitely a chance that I reckon they might even hold off the bar fight. I'm a slam. Um, mm. I think... Um, I think they might hold off till SummerSlam to have a cinematic match there, uh, personally. But um, every chance, I think I think Jeff Hardy will win this one. 
I think it will culminate. I think yeah, Jeff Hardy will win to get it to one all, and then I think Sheamus will. Well, it will be one all, won't it? Yes, Sheamus won last time. So then I think yeah, the the, the, the finale will be a, a, a gimmick match. Bar fight would make sense, or something, something on those lines. Well, apparently, it's bar. I think it's summer. It's gonna be a bar fight on Sunday, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Oh, is it all confirmed as a bar fight? Yeah, that's what it says next to it on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, then, yeah. In that case, this will definitely be a cinematic match, and ignore what I'm saying. Then. Why does it... Like, how do you... I, I, sorry if you've talked about this before, but how do you feel about cinematic matches? I, I just can't get into them. Like, they just go far too outside the boundaries of logic for me. Um, I'm, I'm liking them because there's no crowd. Well, I think once the crowd's back, I'll just go back to normal. I think Undertaker kind of needs to be in cinematic matches from now on because I don't think he can wrestle in the rings. Do they have to be cinematic though? I think you can have the... Like, I, for me, if you just acknowledge that there were cameras there, that makes all the difference to me. Like, if you look at the Bollywood brawls, they weren't cinematic matches. There were, like, one or two cameras in there and that was all you needed and you, you could still do it. Like, I don't think you, like, need music in different camera angles, like the Edge Orton match, as soon as they did that underneath shot when Edge did like a lockup or they did a DDT, I was just like, oh. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be like, I didn't like too, that. Too, too miserable here, you know what I mean? But I just feel like it just, when you go completely outside of like the logical boundaries of what is feasible, mm-hmm. like, you know, when with like all these crazy camera angles, I just, I don't know. Like, I, it just, that takes me out of it. And I know I might sound like a bit of an old, Misery guts saying that, but it's just I just I feel wasn't like a big fan of um the, the the greatest match ever or whatever it wanted to be called. No, it's it far too long. Oh no, I like I like the match. I really enjoyed the match itself. I did, but I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like the first the spot. They put, I think they fitted twenty minutes worth of stuff and stretched it out over fifty minutes. Just, okay, I'm in the I'm in the minority then, but <laughs> the pipe. I like, I like the theme tune. <laughs> I just didn't like the camera angles. I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah, yeah, that's injured like as well when he got the yeah. re, re- took the, some of the moves, and the, that's when he got well, injured. Like, so. I found out on the podcast and went absolutely mad. <laughs> just that match was kind of weird because it was like I think they were kind of like trolling like wrestling fans with that match generally because like i mean okay calling it the greatest match ever but then using a lot of like the the tropes of what a wrestling match should be like explaining the rules and stuff like that it was just like why is this now like a novelty like (laughs) surely (laughs) rules explained in a sporting (laughs) contest before every match ever like i did like uh, i like ghost howard finkel like i think you could probably bring him back like for every match now just like maybe like a cardboard cutout or like a hologram or something like that um cardboard cutout yeah of howard finkel just like use some of his old commentary and just you know like, like they um, have danny devito in rise wrestling <laughs> 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 but i yeah i don't know it just it felt it was like oh look we we are wrestling we are wrestling you know and it was just like well yeah we know this like you know you don't need yeah. to go out of your way to tell us that you are a wrestling company no matter how much you might want to deny that you are (laughs) because the thing is the thing is like it's like well what are all these other matches going to be going forward like not the greatest match ever and 
are they even wrestling matches if there's no rules explained before the matches and if the referee doesn't wear a bow tie and an old white shirt and stuff like that? It was just, I don't know. I, when did when did the basics of wrestling become a, like a, a novelty gimmick for people to go, ooh, that's different? Like, mm. I don't know. And again, I sound like a miserable old man, but like, it's just, it just, that feels weird to me. Maybe I am just like way out of touch with certainly WWE in terms of their Well, audience. especially with WWE, you don't, you don't really see that kind of match anymore. People don't get given no, that length what? of time. A wrestling match. <laughs> well, no, not like that. Okay. <laughs> you get, I feel like the length that they got as well, because it was a good 50 minute match. You don't, you don't get 50 minutes for a main event in WWE that often. It's about half an hour at the most. Mm. Like, if you ever look at an episode of Raw, you, you know how long the main event is. It's about 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the pay-per-views are usually the same. I, I, I think that's what made it a bit different. But then I, I thought the same when um, they were making a big deal out of it being a wrestling match. I was like, well, well done, guys. It's in your name of the company. <laughs> Should we go on to the? Um... Well, I was going to say, when was the last time they called themselves World Wrestling Entertainment? Like, I heard it was kind of like one of those. We are just WWE now. You don't call us World Wrestling. It's like Triple H. Like, you don't call them Hunter Hearst Hamsley. And now there's like a whole generation of fans who wouldn't even know what Triple H means anymore. Like, oh yeah, I can't remember the last time it was referred to as. Ask anyone under fifteen what WWE stands for, and see how many answers you get. Like. I doubt that many people would know. There you go. There's your assignment. <laughs> I don't know many people under the age of 15. <laughs> Fair enough. No, what, what you do is you go up to them randomly and go, come here. What does WWE stand for? And then, like, you know, and then see what happens. I mean, any of the youth trainees that I've uh, encountered in my time, I think they knew what it was. I'm guessing if they're training for wrestlers, they're quite big wrestlers. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the only people under the age of 15 that I know. Um, should we go on to the, the ones we definitely know are going to be cinematic? So, we've got an eye for an eye match. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. But to win, you have to rip one of your opponent's eyes out. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Just, oh, yeah, um, what he what <laughs> I did like Buddy Murphy on Raw this week uh, ask yourself, so to win, you really have to rip your opponent's eye out? Um, <laughs> for the next uh, half an hour, that's what we talked about in commentary. <laughs> you definitely have to rip the other guy's eye out. Do you know How is he going to make this work? Well, you, as a referee for this, you need Robert Gibson. Um, <laughs> or, uh, you know, they mentioned Jean-Pierre Lafitte, didn't they? And uh, apparently PCO took like great offence to it on, uh, on Instagram. He was like, how dare you mention me? You know, when it... <laughs> One-eye wrestlers, you know. Um, he's the scariest wrestler I ever met, by the way, uh, PCO. Um, he just, he kind of like, he, he came up to me. I was like, sort of, and he signed my autograph, but he didn't look at the paper. He just stared in my face like, <laughs> as, as he wrote, like, Quebecers 2009 or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, they can, I either think, go, um... they can either go CGI or they can go practical effects. <laughs> Well, Vader has shown that you can have an eye knocked out oh. and not have actually lose. You know, it doesn't have to be detached from the retina. It just has to oh, pop I out. So... <laughs> I've seen that. 
Preston, I'm getting you have to get the eye out, not that it has to just be Oh, oh dude, don't I want, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to hold it up by the do you know what they should do they should have Midian come out with his jar with the eye in it and he could like collect eyes so you could just like go around and like pick it up and then just run off with I'm it. pretty sure like, there's been people on like Britain's Got Talent and stuff or, uh, who have managed to take their eyes out and put them back in again oh don't don't what no on Britain's Got Talent I'm pretty sure I've seen it on some talent show. Britain's Got Talent is the first thing that springs into my mind when it comes to I talent don't show. Think that would... I'm certain. Imagine I'm that at six be... o'clock at night. Well, yeah, I'm certain they've <laughs> done something. Is that really something yeah. that you're not going to get to do that in front of the Queen, though, are you? Realistically, <laughs> like I don't oh, think right. they're going to send you there. Just in get... the yeah. And once you've I done it, though, it. the thing is, though, when you get through to the next round, how do you top it? You can't just do the you same take thing. Both eyes out. Oh, okay, of course. Fair enough. <laughs> I think, yeah, and then, and then for the thing. final, you take both eyes out and you juggle and them. Eat, eat them. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We went two different routes there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, someone could just <laughs> ask Daniel Bryan and he'll tell you about having your retina detached. <laughs> uh, look, you know what? I I want to see... I mean, if they've... If they've intent is to get people talking about how are they going to do this then yes. I I need to see this I need to see what they're going to do there, there has to be a screwy finish, I don't know how they're going to do it but I just, uh, I, I, don't, think, I don't I don't know who's going to win, I think it'll probably be Seth that will win have, but... yeah, it's raised contracts up is it so I'm guessing he's yeah. taking some, at least taking some time off <laughs> Seth Rollins becomes Odin's son well yeah, they could just go down the route isn't it? it's just like a little like actually see the eye come out but like if it's like a bit like the spot that Ambrose or Moxley had um, with Santana uh, yeah. in AEW where they just come where Seth just wears an eye patch going forward <laughs> going forward work. forever though you know it's just I know I mean, just, just for like a few months until it heals up until WWE want to still forget about it like we've got short term memory loss oh, fair, <laughs> enough. fair enough I mean that's the thing I think that Vince McMahon if he ever decides to sell, he's going to just determine that the entire last 50 years of WWE has been a dream. And it's all <laughs> going to just, it'll cut to like a dog. It's going to be the dream of a dog. And this dog <laughs> will just wake up and he'll just go, Hur! and then that'll be the end. The credits will roll. And then that'll be the end of WWE. <laughs> and then like every, everything will disappear. Like somehow do, all do, my... Do, like, do, 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 do. Playing as the credits like, roll. Yeah, it'll be like, Thanos, it'll be like so everything will start to, like all the collection will disappear the network will disappear it'll just evaporate into thin air all of these net all of these podcast shows that we've ever done will just not exist anymore just like i, I don't know that that would be incredible if like the entire 50 years of wwe was just the dream of a dog like, just, yeah that's right. how it was to dallas right Ron straight anyway. So Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight. I don't think the title it's a non-title match as well. I think. Oh well, that's a selling point, like for a pay-per-view. Like, um, I haven't seen SmackDown recently. Is it? Uh, is it Bray? It's back to Preacher Bray, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Eat of World Bray Wyatt. Eat of Worlds. That was pretty. Like the promo was quite good when um, it sort of came on. He's like, "That's the man, Braun. Like, you've seen a ghost." Uh, I thought that was quite. Like, 
Oh, I saw so that. He looks dead weird. weird. He looks weird being he's a world's pride. But, but now he's got a short beard. <laughs> yeah, it cut it, it, oh, it I liked it. I thought it was really good. It was really done well. I, I think this actually, I've, I've actually really enjoyed the feud. I think this has been, I think this has been one feud that's done well. I think it's not really had much of an impact behind closed doors. I think this feud because the fact, especially with them, they can get kind of weird and do the cinematic stuff where, uh, yeah, where it was. You think it may be a combination of the Wyatt Cena match and the Boneyard match that he could like flick between being in the swamp and then going into doing a bit of the history Ooh, as maybe. well? That'd be all. Don't get me excited. I'll get all excited for this. Well, what's Eric Rowan doing at the moment? Is he... He's, been, he's been released. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, but they brought back Heath Slater, didn't they? So, I mean, I'd, you know, they could bring uh, back a t- tall guy with bring back Luke Harper, though. Well, no, I was going to say they could just bring back, like, tall guy with beard. And, you know. Eric Rowan's dad. Eric Rowan's probably still just, around. Just ask, um, just ask Glenn Jacobs to do it, and he just. Like a uh, fake, <laughs> fake Luke Harper, <laughs> fake Diesel, fake Luke Harper. Man's got it all. Yeah, I like, I, I like it. The the only thing he hasn't done yet is be like fake. He, he needs to go back to Isaac Yankum. I would pay good money. Like if, oh, <laughs> if if they did like like if it was like teeth, if it was like tooth for a tooth, then there's your guest referee Isaac Yankum. But um, sadly, sadly not. But no, I've got oh, to say that that is still oh. my favorite version of Bray Wyatt. Like when I saw. Like him in NXT, like the early Bray Wyatt, like not much, like sort of really captures my attention, like you know over the past few years. But like that really did, and it was like it was them giving like that Will and Mercy character another go, but with someone who wasn't you know past his prime and someone yeah. you know. And I was I always wanted Will and Mercy to come back as part of the Wyatt family, <laughs> um, you know, cause he obviously wouldn't have to wrestle, but just have him talk. But I guess. You know that would the make Bray Wyatt. Well, yeah, and it would make Bray Wyatt seem less important as well if he was like speaking to a higher power, I guess. Because I mean, you know, the, I've, I thought the Sister Abigail thing was like they they kind of booked themselves into a corner with that. They could have done something amazing, but to find out that Bray was actually Sister Abigail. I mean, are we even allowed to remember that now that he was no, actually no, Sister no, Abigail? It never happened because it was him, <laughs> him versus Pumpkin Pump Balor never happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of that though. That like you know, if he doesn't win by midnight, he actually turns into a pumpkin. Or something. Oh my god! Like, you know, <laughs> hey, look, with these cinematic matches. I've got to say, the good thing about them is that you could do anything you want now. And I like the idea of the possibilities of them being able to do absolutely anything, just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like you know, you could like you say to CGI like dead wrestlers into it and stuff like that, and why not? Or like you know. Have like cartoon <laughs> matches like that. I don't know. Whatever. Like, uh, if 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 he he goes to choke slam Bray and it turns into Wayland Mercy, that'll be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they would have the battle if back. he's got the best Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> hmm. um, uh, any, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> three more matches. To go, four more matches. To go through. Yeah. Uh, sorry, should, I'll, should I'll, I'll, talk, I'll not talk so much. Yeah. 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 yeah should we rush to these next three? Uh, Paulo Cruz was MVP US title match. Uh, Cruz gets the belt back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Apollo Cruz. Are we thinking that then Cruz goes on to Lashley again? Is Lashley going to yeah, stay around the main I event stage? I think, I think it'll be Cruz versus Lashley um, at SummerSlam, which I think would be a great match. I'd like MVP to win it, though. There we go. We've got to have a little, a little run. Yeah, uh, like Bailey that. versus Nikki Cross. Oh, sorry. Come on. 
Um, uh, I think Bailey keeps it. Just because they're building the feud, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Oscar versus Sasha Banks. I think Sasha. Mm. Would make sense for them have to, to do like a two-woman power trip thing to have all Definitely. the belts. I would like um, Sasha to win this, just so. But it is a bit soon to take it off Oscar. I know, but I, I really like the idea. I've got such high expectations for the next um, show at Summerstand. They might even potentially do like um. Do you remember um, Backlash 2001? Um, Austin Triple H versus Undertaker Kane. Woman, uh, all winner takes all. Winner takes all. All the belts yeah. on the line. Oh yeah, no, that. yeah. I'm really sold well, on that idea. You, you swayed me. Bailey Banks versus the iconic. Charlotte Charlotte Nikki. Oh, could be. Yeah, that'd be good. Charlotte's out with her breast implants burst again. Oh, so she's not been on Sally. So. Oh, oh, really? That's, that's a shame. Really. Yeah, I want, <laughs> I want to see that. There's nothing else to add to that. <laughs> that would be, be a match stipulation at some point. Like, you know, some first breast the, implant stipulation. Yeah, first the burst. First the burst and then breast implant loop. <laughs> and we've got our... Well, apparently going to be a TLC match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler. Great. I'm just going to back. I'm going to. I'm going to back my fella. I've got. To, got to do. Got to back my guy. I'm going with Dolph Ziggler. Drew. Every time Dolph Ziggler has a title match, I have to back him, even if I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I only want Ziggler to win if Ben Otis cashes in and him straight away. That'd be hilarious. Why can't he have nice things? <laughs> There's a reason oh, they haven't put Osus on telly for six weeks. They're just making us forget. There that isn't so there. Oh, it's going to happen. You can see it, can't you? Actually, now you've said he's not been on telly for ages. Oh, it's going to happen. It's to make you forget. He hasn't been on telly since early June. He's definitely going to. I actually think he's going to win now. You know. Yeah, now you can't <laughs> that seed. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. That's it. It's happened, right? Dolce to win and then to lose. <laughs> Uh, other WWE news um, SummerSlam plans have been torn up apparently because following the announcement it's going to be in a performance centre with Edge's injury originally yeah. the plan was for uh, Brock versus Drew and Edge versus Orton but now it looks like it's going to be Orton versus Drew because they don't want to waste a Brock date in front of their fans makes sense that's fair I completely agree with that yeah, it will be. Uh, oh, yeah, cause uh, it makes me a bit happy. Cause the idea they were going to go down the route of Awesome versus Big Show, and that was having me banging my head against the wall. So um... I'm surprised that a uh, non-sanctioned match isn't on Extreme Rules. Why is it on Raw the day after Extreme Rules? <laughs> I don't know. Funny. We don't want more show matches on the pay-per-view. That just made sense to have a non-sanctioned match. <laughs> it's not going to be a long match. No, I'd have him on. I don't know why they haven't put it on the pay per view. Who's that? Ultimate awesome Big Show. Yeah, yeah, it's main event. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a punt to the head, won't it? Oh, yeah. poor Big Show. Poor fella. I like how we've always gone. It's like with Dolph. We've always gone, yeah, he's going to get kicked in the head. That's it. <laughs> poor guy. Uh, no one, but uh, I believe in the Big Show. Have you watched any of that comedy that he's done? No. No. It's no. terrible. I don't it, believe in him that like, much. <laughs> did you ever have you ever seen Bojack Horseman? No. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, that's really... well he, he was a star in a sitcom called Horsing Around, which he kind of watches over and over again because he can't get past the you know, that was the greatest thing he ever did in his career. And yeah. it's like the like cliched sitcom of all time. 
this is horsing around, but with Big Show. Um, <laughs> you know, including like, you know, the theme song, like back in the 90s, I was in a very famous TV show that like applies to the Big Show like quite nicely as well. Um, because he, he actually plays himself. He plays like a tough wrestler. Um, but like they never acknowledge stuff like that. He's like blatantly a millionaire and that he can like, you know, there's no reason to actually like him on this sitcom. No. Like, um, yeah, no, it's terrible. Don't watch it. Don't waste time. I, I watched it. Watch it. <laughs> if you want to see him like bond with his, like his daughter moves in and she's like, oh, you know, I want to move back with my mom. And he's like, yeah, but I am your daddy. I love you. And then, you know, then they like sort of bond over the course of the series, I guess. And um, but she's not a wrestling fan. Show? I don't know. I know. I think they uh, they just call him Dad or Big Show, I guess. But like, I don't think there's like any wrestler appearances. Like, you know, hey, is it Mark Henry? Ozzy. Then I, I don't know. I only saw the first couple of episodes. I, I, I was yeah. going to say how far you get because I'm sure Mick Foley, Mick Foley, Mark Henry, and the Big Show sing the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that uh, on a boat. Was that, a, was that not a dream? It sounds like the start of a bad joke, doesn't it? Mm. It does. It sounds like... So Big Show, Mick Foley and Mark Henry are on a boat singing the Backstreet Boys. Breakfast Club, isn't it? Where benders climbing through the vents. If we ever get the Big Show on like BBG, we're going to have to pretend that we like the show. Um, yeah. And we'll have to have like watched it and done some research and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, before we go, uh, Lance, have you got any t-shirts you need to sell? <laughs> I've always got t-shirts to uh, to shill for everyone. Uh, you can get your Lance Rivera t-shirts over at lancherivera12.bigcartel.com. Uh, Pablo, are you releasing an interview this week? Yeah, it will be um, almost certainly with uh, Ross Owen Williams, who has co-authored books with Hornswoggle, Al Snow, and Bob Holly. Um, yeah, hear all about like working with uh, with those, along with some severe, intense nineties, mid nineties debate, um, and uh, what it was like to work with Vader as well. And uh, he doesn't hold back in terms of his opinion on um, how much of a, a task it was to work with Vader for his book, which never came out no. with him. Uh, it's it's worth a listen for sure. Apparently, Bob Holly's book is amazing. It just just it shoots on everything that I've heard. <laughs> it, it is, and it's it's got a lot of detail in it as well because he's the type of wrestler that remembers everything about his career, including like all of the sort of dark matches he had at pay per views because he wasn't he was too angry that he wasn't on the main pay per view and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> like um, so yeah, no, I, I would recommend any of the books that uh, Ross has written with either of those wrestlers. Cool. Uh, I don't have an interview coming out this week. We have. Uh, Mark's interview with the creators of the new Nick Aldis figure. So that's coming out on Friday. Next week, I've got the interview with Tonga coming out. The following week, it's mine and Lance's interview with Tommy Jackson. But plenty of interviews coming up in the near future, as always. So um, so if you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter, bbgwrestling.com, and check out our website, bbgwrestling.com.